The following podcast has been paid for by the Wrestling World Order. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Wrestling World Order podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Sean. And it just occurred to me, we're one episode away from episode 50. Is that like our silver episode or what, what the hell's 50? I don't know. Eh, it's just a number, Sean. Really. I think it's our silver episode. Mm. So we're going to get back into some wrestling talk uh, this evening and uh, give you some of our latest uh, musings, if you will, on the world of wrestling and things that are happening. And I know Sean's been chomping at the bit to talk about AEW. And uh, so we're just going to, I mean, well, before we get too far, don't forget, you can check us out on all of our social medias and all that good stuff and uh, download our episodes or subscribe on any of your favorite podcast applications, do all that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, we're just going to kick right into it. We're going to start talking some wrestling for you and uh, hopefully you have a nice uh, entertaining listen to us as we talk about all of our favorite wrestling action. So, Sean, what do you want to what do you want to get into? I know, I know, you've been wanting to talk a lot about AEW, and I know there's been a lot happening on their show of late, and yeah. um, or their shows of late. Um, and uh, one of the big storylines right now, and it, it kind of stemmed from the last pay per view, the Revolution pay per view, uh, was the um, the beginnings of the feud between MJF and Wardlow. Yeah. Um, that this is one of the things that I'm, uh, liking right now of what they're doing. I thought, um, I, I, I've thought like for the most part, I mean, anything like that's involved, uh, MJF has been really, uh, uh, really well done. I mean, the punk feud was great. Um, the Jericho one kind of dragged on, uh, for way too long. And, um, uh, but I, the, the stuff with Wardlow, I think he, you know, he's coming off looking really good. Uh, he's pretty impressive too. I mean, the, the guy, uh, moves around the ring pretty well. Um, I mean, he's just like this big dominant guy. So, I mean, it's kind of, uh, um, it's kind of cool to see like how uh, he's kind of uh, come up and the fans are all behind him. And, you know, it's, it's interesting too, because very often, like, I think the, a lot of like the, the fans now, they like the longer type of match, um, especially like the AEW fans are very like uh, tuned in and queued uh, uh, in with the, like, um, what, you know, like 15, 20, 30, 45 minute, like long matches. And, you know, here's a guy that's kind of uh, being presented in almost like a sort of like a Goldberg type of way. It's just this big dominant powerhouse. Um, so that's interesting. But I, I've, I've liked what they've done. Um, if I do have one quibble, I it does feel like, uh, with MJF's feuds that they fall into this thing of like MJF is going to set up like people for whoever he's facing to face uh, along the way. 
So, I mean, they did it with Jericho, with the labors of Jericho, you know, and now they're doing it with, and I, I, I think they kind of did it when he faced like Cody, like there was like different like tasks or things that uh, Cody had to do. Um, and now here we are uh, with Wardlow and it's, it's kind of the same similar type of thing like okay i'm gonna put like people in place and uh and you know in front of you it's a little bit it's a little bit different than those um but it's still kind of a similar flavor but all, all in all i do i do like it I, i'm not sure what you're thinking about like wardlow and mjf and how how you feel it's come off i i, I actually think it's like really like one of those classic kind of storylines in a lot of ways where mm-hmm. it uh it has a lot of those aspects where like the heel character, you know, MJF is just kind of doing anything and everything he can to, uh, to avoid um, Wardlow and the whole thing with the, that he was under contract with, um, with, 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 with MJF that Wardlow was and that, you know, like he, he wasn't allowed at the venue and stuff like that. One of the things, uh, and this is maybe one of my quibbles about that, though, is if they were really going to do that, they should have kept him off of TV for, like, maybe two or three weeks at, like, at a minimum. Like, kept him off, maybe, um, you know, maybe had MJ, MJF cut uh, come out and cut, like, a promo um, and then like, he'd make like, just maybe just like a generic promo. Maybe he even faces somebody else, like in a match or whatever. Like you put him in there with like a Dante Martin or, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't want to say Darby, but like maybe a, a jungle boy or, um, I'm trying to think of some of the other, uh, face kind of guys that would fit in that maybe a Dustin Rhodes, you know, you put him in there just like a like not anybody that he's going to necessarily work a promo with or work a program with but you put him in a match almost like a one off kind of match and then maybe he cuts a promo and he makes like like just like subtle um references to Wardlow during the promo yeah and then you you just kind of build that through those weeks and then maybe finally like after the third or fourth week, maybe Wardlow tries to get into the building and he's like deterred or something like that. Make it a little slower. That that That's the one thing I would have liked out of that was that maybe finally somehow he figures out a way to get into the building. And, yeah. then, and then you build to this thing where like, you know, he tries to get at him while MJF is on commentary. And then, you know, he... You know, and it just kind of builds from there, and like maybe you you add more and more of those layers, mm-hmm. and then you finally pull the trigger on MJF going, "Hey, you know what? You want to be back? Yeah, that's fine. But you're gonna do what I want you to do, and I'm gonna try and destroy you or whatever, right? Yeah. So you have them facing the Lance Archers of the world, and uh, apparently uh, next. Next week will be uh, Big Cass, or I think he's going by W. Morrissey at this point. Yeah, um, yeah, he uh, went into Impact uh, like that. Yeah. I wonder. I I almost wonder if that's like a what do they call it a red herring? 
with the you can't teach that. Like, oh fuck, it, do you think it's going to be Enzo? No, no. I mean, Jesus, how threatening is Enzo uh, to Wardlow? I, I not at all. But like, but I no. I mean, like, if it's somebody else, like I mean, that, you know, get people thinking, like, okay, it's going to be uh, Morrissey. Um, which I always think of the singer. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, even but, um, Spears cut a promo on uh, Rampage on Friday and mentioned that the guy is seven feet tall. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, they still yeah, they, they still could it still could be like a bit of a red herring, like you're saying. But sure, sure. odds are it's probably going to be Big it's Cass, Morrissey, whatever the fuck you want to call the guy. Um, but. I, I that that's the only thing I, I like what they're doing with the story. I just yeah. think that they could have taken longer to get there because it's like, oh yeah, he cannot come to the building. He can't. He he's not going to be allowed in. And all of a sudden, like the next week, he was there, like coming through like the crowd. And I'm like, Ugh. it just it 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 needed to have more like where he still wasn't there or right. he wasn't allowed in, you know, well, that sort of took thing. him off like the website, which was fine. You know, that was fine. But I agree. I think that's a good idea, um, you know, to, you know, maybe keep him off TV for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and, and then have that happen. And then maybe have something like what did happen, which I thought was really good and well done was when he was, um, dressed up as like uh, either I think like security or something and it was uh, or or maybe a, I, I forget like a, a cameraman or security or something like that and he had like a you know he had like a mask like a uh, you know like a COVID type you know mask on mm-hmm. and I thought that that looked that looked good and that was great what, what they did and like uh, MJF's like uh, reaction yeah. Uh, when he realized it was Wardlow, was fantastic. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, it, that that guy is just so good at, like, pretty much everything he does. Um, and, and it was really entertaining. Um, so, I, you know, and it's it, it says something because, I mean, I think MJF is so liked as a heel, but at the same, like, by people, but at the same time, I mean, he's able to really, like, heal it up well even with kind of like the 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 you know smart fan kind of crowd um sure. that people want to see wardlow get his hands on uh on mjf um yeah. and and that's great um but you're right it is kind of a classic type of story i mean i think back to like you know uh batista and triple h um something like that um and even though I think we made this comparison on a past episode, and even though, I mean, he wasn't like the huge star out of it, but it was almost a similar kind of uh, dynamic was uh, uh, Ted DiBiase and Virgil. You know, yeah, Vir- yeah, Virgil didn't become like the, you know, the big, you know, superstar that, uh, you know, maybe, you know, Wardlow is on, you know, kind of on deck to become. But it, it it was the same kind of story, you know. Yep. This uh, he hires them, the disrespect, all of that. Um, 
yeah. But I, yeah, I, I like it. I, I, I'm enjoying, uh, by and large, every you know what they've what they've done. Yeah, um, yeah. I look forward to seeing where it goes. I mean, I, I, I got to think that it's building to maybe something uh, at the the one of the upcoming pay per views, maybe the Double or Nothing event, which uh, we'll we'll get into that in just a few minutes. But um, yeah, they it. It really does have a nice build to it. I hope that they, I, I I hope that it continues down the path that it's going on. I really like it. it it's a lot of fun. It, it's it, it's how you build. It's how you build a program between two guys. It's yeah. it makes that it makes a lot of sense story wise. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff. Those both they're, they're doing a lot of stuff with those guys that makes a lot of sense. And yeah. It, it, in this day and age, I know it's one of your it's one of your um, pet peeves sometimes in wrestling that they don't do some things sometimes that make sense. Yeah, I, it's yeah, a completely I mean, fair pet peeve to have. I'm not saying that as like a a slight at you. It's 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 actually a completely and utterly fair observation yeah, to have well, is that you know they know, they sometimes the don't. Is. What's that? Well, I was just going to say all the companies are guilty of that. Like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. That doesn't make sense. WWE does. AEW does. Like, it's just, it's there. Storylines come up and then they're dropped. Like, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, and AEW has done that. Like, just, you know. And, and I stuff actually, make sense. I mean, they, if there's anything I could say, like, I mean, about, even though I wasn't like uh, crazy about, like, necessarily the stuff with jericho and mjf is that like the i guess the story it it, it made sense like it had like kind of like a structure to it a beginning middle and end sure. in a sense mm -hmm. you know it, it, it regardless of the content it still like wound up making some some sense um I, just other stuff that's just so like it Again, they drop it, or and the, no, nothing gets mentioned. Yeah, it's funny. I actually saw. I should. I should have shared this link with you because it was kind of interesting. Was it was an article about storylines that were started in AEW and then were dropped really quickly. And one of the ones I, I can't remember all of them, but I, I do remember one of them specifically. It was when um, it was very early on. Uh, Brandy Rhodes turned heel. And oh, formed yeah. a group, and like it was her, and I know Luther was Luther. in the group. I yeah, don't know if it came like, out from underneath the ring, and uh, they were cutting people's hair. Yes, uh, and maybe Awesome Kong was in it too. Maybe, yeah, or yeah. yeah, it was so funny. And they're like, yeah, and then a couple of weeks after it was dropped, like the it was completely. Brandy was back to like a normal person and everything. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot about that. But they were absolutely correct. Like that was a great example of it. It was just like, it was like a brief moment of time where like Brandy turned heel, had this group with Luther and Awesome Kong and maybe I think one other person. And then it just, it just went poof. Yeah, uh, well, even something I thought of, like that was sort of dropped, was I remember a feud. Uh, I well, I can't even really call it a feud necessarily, I guess, but like where uh, um, uh, Penta 
started the like feud or uh with cody and like mm. the ring announcer alex like uh started to like insult like uh cody and like said stuff i think about brandy and like they kind of got into it and they got into like i think they got into a skirmish in the uh in the stands or whatnot and i think penta and cody had like a single match and nothing was said of it like this feud or anything more about it there wasn't a rematch there wasn't any further story or anything with it it was just like one week to the next that's so it, weird. it was there and it was gone huh. <laughs> so it was just i mean that's another example of like when yeah. uh, i mean aew doing that but so, like you yeah. said wwe like you know starts and stops things frequently yeah. so you mentioned jericho and i i, I kind of felt like we maybe want to touch on uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society, just for a moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you could probably tell by that reaction. It, it's, I mean, really, it's, it's just, um, it, it's, it's the other group, uh, the Inner Circle 2.0, right? Yeah. I, I mean, that's essentially what it is. It, but with like a new group of characters, except for Jake Hager. Fine. You know, I know a lot of people really don't like uh, the 2.0 guys. The, yeah, the tag I team. mean, you got uh, the, one, the one dude uh, dressed like a uh, 1930s barkeep. Um, well, and, got, and I mean, uh, he, he may have stolen that from uh, uh, the Butcher and the Blade, that outfit. Because they were kind of... And I don't know what the hell their names are. I didn't know what their names were when they were 2.0 and they were just coming in. And I don't know what their names are now that they changed them to sports entertainment names. Uh, well, I so know the one guy was like something Martel. Uh, you know, there's the, the barkeep and then there's, uh, you know, the, the guy who's uh, dipped into uh, TK's uh, Adderall stash. <laughs> <laughs> like... Okay, but Adderall, yeah. Jack, and uh, Barkeep. I mean, I do like Daniel Garcia. Um, I do enjoy him, and I think there's a lot of potential there. There's potential. I, I like. I. He's probably a bit like it's a bit better now than what he was before because I before he joined this group because previously it's like okay, he's, he's a, you know, a mat wrestler kind of just like there. I mean, no real like gimmick, nothing really to speak of. He's hanging out with 2.0, but very just bland yeah. uh, in my mind. I mean, like no Mike skills to speak of, no real, I mean, he's a smaller guy or whatever and being a small guy is fine. But there's like nothing else that is like interesting about him. You know, I can go anywhere these days and look and find, you know, 50 other very competent Matt wrestlers that I can watch that are maybe more interesting or cut interesting promos. So I think giving him a little bit of character is is a good thing. Sure. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, like I said, beforehand, it was just kind of, he's just there. 
it just sort of sort of bland um so the reason why i brought it up though is so the program that those guys are in right now is uh against eddie kingston and um uh proud and powerful yeah uh what hernandez or santana and ortiz what and homicide (laughs) yes I keep mixing up. I, I, I've done that before. I know I've done that before on the WWL. Uh, Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Okay. So th- this is th- this is maybe another one of those quibbles that I have. As far as the storyline goes, how many weeks? I mean, if you look at this realistically, right? You're say you're Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz. How many weeks do you go, like week in, week out, before you finally go? You know what? It's three on five every time we get into it with these guys. We're gonna bring in a couple of our compadres. Yeah. When do they do that? Like, how long is it gonna take them to actually go out and do something like that? Why? I mean, how many times do you make the same mistake? Like in like a like, like if you're like actually like, like thinking logically, like am I imagining it or didn't Homicide make an appearance on AEW at a point? Maybe. I feel. I feel like he did. Like, I mean, how about that? Like, bring in like, I mean, like, because what? Santana and Ortiz, I think, were like a, a, a new version of LAX. Yeah. Like, why not have that? Like, yeah. you know, bring in, uh, you know, and I don't know if they're retired or if they're still wrestling or whatever. I think I think Homicide still wrestles. But, like, how about, you know, bring in Homicide and Hernandez? Yeah. But, I mean, um, how long do you go, like, and, like, define this logic yeah, I just it, it blows my mind every time I'm like, how many confrontations are they going to have where they don't have enough people to fend off a five person group? Right. Or do you I mean, do, do you finally OK, like, you know, are they going to do like, quote unquote, sort of gang warfare? And are they maybe going to like take out like some of the guys like so they, you know, they uh, backstage somewhere, you know, there's uh a taking out of, uh, you know, Garcia, you know, you see him laid out in the back in an episode and they do an injury angle or something or, you know, to try to even the odds. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who fits into that because like, okay, you get another random two people. I mean, who fits in with like Santana Ortiz and Eddie? Like, I mean, do do you pigeonhole Darby and Sting? The Hardys? Like, who? Who? I think it's, I mean, if it's me, it's got to be somebody that, like, makes sense from, like, their past or something like that. Yeah. You know, or whatever. But, like, yeah, you can't just, like, fucking, like, you know, square peg in a round hole it. You know, you got to actually have somebody that makes sense put into the spot. Yeah. But I I just don't, I don't see it being, like, a a thing that they're, they just keep they keep making like the same thing over and over again. I mean, how many, how many times are they going to go back and forth attacking each other? You know, it's just, 
Right, and then they. I get they're trying to build game. something, and that's fine. But it's just kind of like it, it's got to be smarter, you know? Yeah. Like uh, and they yeah, did the fireball it, angle this past week, like. Yeah. You know, and how much do they sell that? Like, I mean, is Eddie going to be out for a bit? Like, or is he? Gonna yeah, come I out don't know. That's a good question. Like, a, not a dent in the fender. Well, that's the no other thing. Is, like you say, yeah, somebody's laid out on an episode backstage. Are they back the following week after being right. laid out? You know, yeah. that that happens too. And you're like, well, what the fuck? What's even okay? <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, so I, we're still, I like we're still waiting for Shaq to uh, reappear from when he uh, left the got disappeared from the ambulance. I mean, that, uh, that was one of the things on that article. Now that you say that, oh. that was on that article <laughs> too. Yes. Yeah. You know, an aside. I know I made kind of a groan about the Jericho Appreciation Society. It's it's one of those things, and I know we've talked about it. This is just an aside uh, from like kind of the evening nods, but like the concept in and of itself. Um, I, I think maybe we've talked about this. I can't remember if on pod off pod, but it's another one of those things that I view as here we go. And it's, it's not only a, just a one-off they're regularly appearing. So it's a, it's a regular, probably weekly knock at WWE. Like, And I'm just like, all right, I get it. And I've said it before on pod, like, yeah, WWE isn't free from criticism. They probably deserve a lot of criticism, but it's like, it gets to a point for me where the references and the knocks and the, you know, calling things out or the little like side comments from like punk. And then here's a group based around like knocking something that's WWE, that's sports entertainment. And it's just like, when are they just going to lay off of it? Like, at what point are they just going to like, you know, just, e you know, ease up on this? Even, even at like the worst of what like Eric Bischoff did and giving away results of Raw or whatever else that he did, was not like this regular, like, you know, bashing um, that seems to, like, take place. So I just, I, I view, like, the whole, like, Jericho Appreciation Society, it's just like it's, like, the concept behind it is just, like, one big eye roll inducing thing for me. Isn't it, isn't it, like, a concept of, like, um, if you think about it from this perspective, if you continue to make the same mistakes or you keep doing the same thing and you don't learn from your mistakes, you're just, your failures are just going to keep repeating, you know, like you're just, it's just going to keep happening over and over again. And what I mean by that is, is you think about, you think about Tony Schiavone. I mean, mm -hmm. he's an AEW, right? He had one, maybe one of the most famous uh, uh, or infamous, I should say, calls in wrestling of all time. Oh, uh, that'll put some butts in seats. Exactly. Fully, yeah. And bringing attention to somebody else's product. 
Well, and we had the I or we I had the criticism, and I think other people probably did too, of you, punk. Who, I mean, I I like, and we're going to talk about like punk and page, and I've liked a lot of the matches that punk has had and storyline wise with MJF. I enjoyed that, but his constant bitterness and I called him like a bitter ex-girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, <laughs> like I, that he just, you know, is constantly throwing shade and just bitter after it's like, dude, it's been like, you know, eight years like get over it <laughs> just get over it and how much do you you know do you poke the bear i mean I, I, how much are, do you continue to do that and they're just continuously on with it you know and wwe just kind of keeps trucking along for good or bad for releasing people or whatever is, you know, messed up or whatever that's going on there. They just keep trekking along and they really, they don't make too much uh, of a mention of them, but mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're right. Like, you know, do you continue drawing attention? I mean, we had the, um, what I was getting to is I had the criticism too of like, uh, of, um, with punk, uh, you know, referring to Miz as like a, a less famous, uh, uh, Miz, and it's like, okay, you're, 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 you're calling one of your stars, um, and comparing them to a wrestler in WWE, and saying that he's not as big of a deal as the guy in WWE and the company that like you 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 know apparently hate. Um, they did the same thing with uh, when Brandy, I think, referred to uh, Dan Lambert as uh, less talented Paul Heyman. Yeah. Like, again, like you're drawing attention to yeah. like the other product. You got to come up with like more creative ways to put down people yeah. without well, like necessarily drawing attention to somewhat competitive product. Yeah. Well, and you're saying that like, you're not as good or our product doesn't contain people who are as good as people on the other side of things. Um, That stuff just doesn't make sense. And I know we've, we've kind of talked about it and we've been down that road. I think back, you know, episodes ago when we, that first dropped with uh, punk saying that about MJF, but it, sure. Yeah, it, it, it just, I, I think it relates. And again, I mean, continuing to see this with stuff like Jericho appreciation society where their entire like tagline and sports entertainment and where the sports entertainers and uh, Jericho has a sports entertainer of the week. And it's just like continuous, like yeah. and it's like well, it's old. I'll say this: the aspect that I like of that is, it, it and it's kind of, it's kind of ant. Okay, so like, I'm trying to think of how to word this. AEW is built on like the backs of, and, and a lot of like what uh, these like 
indie uh, wrestlers or guys that have come from like Ring of Honor or PWG or New Japan on the backs of those guys. So a lot of the people that are fans of those, like those guys came from that. So they're more into the pro wrestling part of it. So it's a really cheap and easy way for a group of wrestlers to come in and draw some instant heat. That that aspect of it, I get. I, I get in some respects. Now, again, it's a pretty easy target, to be honest with you. Because, yeah. I mean, it, it, you're really going anti against what where all of the other people have come from or a lot of the people have come from that are part of your organization. Um, I mean, honestly, though, like now if you look at their roster, quite a bit of it is full of guys that work for WWE. Exactly. Or, you know, or other organizations in the past. So it's kind of like, I get it though. Also by that token, that a lot of those guys that were under that umbrella didn't really fit into the sports entertainment part of it though. Yeah. They fit more into like the pro wrestling aspect of it. I mean, you want to like a case in point, like a Adam Cole. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and I called out uh, back when, when he gave uh, the pro- hell when we recorded and we were out in Ohio with Jim and we watched the episode where Punk uh, came back and he cut that promo saying, you know, I left pro wrestling, you know, however many years ago and uh, today I'm in 2006 or whatever and today here in 2021 i've returned to pro wrestling so basically saying he wasn't in pro wrestling and wwe um you know never mind that he was made a big star and internationally known there um but uh you know and i i made the point that i said yeah you know what though you are returning to something that you know like it or not like yeah, I like to use the term pro wrestling too, but if you get right down to it and you look at some of the characters and some of the things, they're every bit as much of the stuff that you see in WWE. You got a wrestling dinosaur. You got the guy with the hands in his pockets. You got a guy making curses on people. And you've got, like, the the House of Black. Yeah. Um, well... If, and if you know what? In sports entertainment, I don't, I don't know what is. A lot of it, though, it, and it, this is the thing, and it, it doesn't matter what business you're in, uh, it, whether you're in pro wrestling or whatever. It's perception versus reality, Sean, and the perception of what AEW is versus the perception of what WWE is. Yes, they're. They're so close to each other, but a lot of people feel like AEW is this different thing when really it isn't. I no. mean, it is. It's a different set of people doing it. That's yeah, yeah. and that's it, really. That's the, yeah, that's agree. the thing. Yeah, yeah. And well, I agree with that. I'm just saying I like to kind of call out the hypocrisy 
and say that like no no this is this is just as much like yeah i mean w or aew has a lot of you know really great wrestlers and up and coming talent and they're doing a, a nice job at building future stars i mean i'll give them kudos for that um you know i mean we were just talking about one with wardlow mm-hmm. i i think it, they built him up really nicely yeah um, well, i mean here's the thing though is if you but, don't think you you gotta think they're playing into that though they're leaning heavily into uh wanting to be that alternative yeah i'm just saying like i don't think they're as alternative as they think that they you know are i i you know again yeah that well that's the whole concept of the perception versus reality yeah yeah. yeah, and the reality is just that that they 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 are every you know they are like WWE in more ways than I think what their fans want to believe that they are. And when I say their fans, I'm saying some of the uh, uh, some of the, like the more toxic kind of like uh, uh, fans or some of those that are like staunch like anti WWE because of I mean, like what WWE presents. And I'm like, let let you know, let those names that I named, let let's pick them out. Some of them worked, like you said. Some of them worked for WWE, and otherwise, whether I find them entertaining or not, they they are very much like entertainment based gimmicks. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, this whole concept, though, I mean, it's a tale as old as time. I mean, as far as in the world wow. of pro wrestling goes, like. It's just, it, it, it's, how can you possibly like both? Right. And I mean, you can, that, that, that's the thing. I think I said it maybe on the last episode or the episode before is think about the world we lived in like four or five, 10 years ago where there wasn't another game in town or a game that was readily um, accessible Accessible. and, and easy to watch. Yeah. And I, mean, I I say all this stuff just because, I mean, it's not out of like, I, I dislike it. I mean, obviously, I'm watching every week. We're going to see it, which we're going to talk about again. And, and, you know, and I enjoy the program, you know, for the most part. But, I, you know, it, it's more I'm, I'm just kind of calling out some of those things that are, I find to be a little bit hypocritical. Um, I gotcha. I understand. And yeah yeah it's just it, it, it it's funny though like just how how like you 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 said toxic but it's just like so just like you you don't have to pick a side in this oh no 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 and no I, that, do that. I mean well that, i'm not saying you specifically i'm just saying that the collective you yeah don't yeah. have to pick a side you can like it all you can like some of one product and like some of another product. Right. You don't have to hate on AEW because you're such a huge WWE fan. You could go and watch some of the AEW stuff. There might be some things that you enjoy and right. vice versa. I got to tell you, I mean, one of the most fascinating things of the last like two to three years has been, you know, the rise and regime of uh, Roman Reigns 
I mean, it's one of my favorite things right now in wrestling is because it's 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 so good, and you really can't wait to see who takes them out because it's going to be like it it should be. I'm going to preface this: it should be like a momentous occasion, like it should be just a ginormous event. It shouldn't just be like a random pay-per-view. It's got to be something that's just fucking Oh, big. I mean, it's got to be one of the big ones. I mean, I got to say, I mean, it's got to either be SummerSlam or Mania. Yeah. I I don't think there's any other way that they can take the title off Reigns without it being but, one of those yeah. shows. But the thing is, is well, what I was getting at, though, about this is just like you can, you, you can have, you don't have to pick a side. You can no. enjoy some or all of of what you know is happening in the world of wrestling, and it's great. Yeah, it, it the world is our oyster right now, as far yeah. as this goes. And I think, Dude, yeah, I mean, I think people do that. You know, they pick a side, and they're so so staunchly anti this or that, or they hate something, and it's like, yeah, there's things I I dislike about each product or each show. But there's also things that I really enjoy about each show. Um, yeah, I know. mean, we're in like a golden age right now, as far as I'm concerned. Like, this is, we haven't had a time like this where there's so much content readily available to watch. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I see, I mean, I, like there's a lot of it. I think it's, uh, you know, some of it is it, it, and some of some of it maybe you know for me it's 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 almost difficult to try to even watch all sure. of it. Yeah. And you, I mean, absolutely, you can pick out what it is that you want to watch. I mean, if you want to, you know, you can watch Impact, you can watch WWE, you can watch you know, and all their programming, everything that kind of fits in the WWE umbrella, AEW. New Japan, you know, I think, yeah. Like, I mean, you can watch all this stuff that's out there. And, yeah, I mean, it's a wealth of content. It's interesting because, I mean, with that, you know, wealth of content, it's also a thing of, like, well, you know, how how much of it, you know, do I find that I enjoy, like, now, I you know, versus how much did I enjoy while in the past? I don't know. I mean, that that's – it's – it's I definitely watch like the product a lot differently than I did like as a kid or as a teenager, you know, um, or even in my twenties and thirties. Like I definitely watch wrestling a lot differently now than I than I had in, at any other point. Um, but you're right. right; it's a lot. There's, there's, and that is a good thing that there is a lot out there. And it's good that there's viable, it like, like viable options for men and women to make money too. Yeah, it's such like a big like just buffet of wrestling right now, and you can just yeah. go to whatever whatever station you want to go to and scoop some of scoop some of the wrestling out onto your plate from whatever uh, station you feel like going to, you know, and and just. And, and you don't even have to scoop all of it out onto your plate. You could just scoop a little bit, you know? It, 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 it's yeah. it's so it's so wonderful right now to have so much available to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, re- it's really cool. Um, so let's get back into AEW, though. So, like, um, 
moving on from Jericho, I feel like one of the next topics that's really easy to transition to is uh, one of his former uh, inner circle uh, comrades, and that's uh, one Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Uh, The transformation of Sammy from the fall of last year to now is pretty interesting. Uh, he's gone through quite a few of cha- quite quite a few changes, not only on television but outside of wrestling, and it, it, it's a really it's a really weird thing. And I feel like a lot of it's been brought to the product and kind of mm-hmm. intersected his real life with his um, wrestling persona. Uh, yeah. That being said, like basically the quick rundown is is he got engaged to a woman and he did it on television, got engaged to her, and then within like a month or two of getting engaged to her, he broke that off and suddenly he was dating uh, a fellow AEW wrestler in Ty Connie. Yeah. And, and initially kind of lot or didn't lie about it denied uh that they were dating and then it just uh i, yeah, I think out on yeah. the social media and her social media that they were in fact dating so i i think the relationship and the concept of it and how what happened with him and i think her name was pam um i pam, think it pam. rubbed a I think it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way and they started really kind of disliking him. And it was a sense of where like some of the real life drama kind of affected his character and how people at the events were reacting to him. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, and I think, and I, uh, I know that there was like some denial that this kind of happened. Like the timing of it looks uh, bad, basically. Sure. Um, and there was denial that this was, you know, there there was cheating and that there was all this going on. And I think you used the phrase "perception as reality," and I think sure. that fits in very much with this. The perception is is that he was hooking up with Ty Conti while he was dating uh, Pam and Uh was engaged to her and then broke it off. And she apparently ended her marriage in and around the same time. So the timing does not work out well. Um, Not at all. And quite frankly, have not been taking to them being an on-screen couple They've not liked, I mean, uh, on the social media, they're very like, I mean, and, and it's going to lead into what we talk, you know, talk about here with like this, like dynamic with them and um, American top team, Dan, in particular, Dan Lambert and uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky is that I think Lambert at a point said, you know, or, or kind of called them out on being basically like acting like a bunch of immature teenagers. And yeah. that I think is the response from people. 
I I recognized it in the episode from uh from Boston uh that there was some booing but it was uh, you know and a uh, friend of the pod uh uh Scott uh from Salem Scott in Salem the, <laughs> went to the show and he's like yeah I watched it back and it was heavily edited on uh on Ram- Rampage I think it was what yeah well it was cuz Rampage is taped but he's like it was heavily edited they were there were a lot of booze for them and a lot of chants that probably needed to be edited off tv and uh some i think probably reminiscent of like uh attitude era like uh chants related to like leader like stephanie mcmahon uh if you kind of catch my drift i'm glad that after that though um, they've leaned into it with like the sort of heel turn, but I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that I think the perception is reality. And I also wonder too, I mean, for some people, I think they're kind of getting, they're getting sick of seeing them too. And I don't know if it's in a heel way, like, oh, they're generating good, like heel, like, you know, heat is one, you know, one, of course, one of the terms, um, or if it's kind of like go away, like I don't want to see them on my TV, um, and I don't think I I'm not there with with them. Um, I like that they turned them. It's not a situation, say like with Cody and AEW, where they didn't really lean into it, or you know they refused to, or they outright called it out and said, "I am not turning heel." Um, <laughs> I. But I mean, this is a, a bit better because they are kind of leaning into that. Um, but I, I wonder for some if they're kind of getting sick of seeing them as an on-screen uh, couple, and I don't think that's going away any a, at all. Um, I, I think they did the right thing, yes, by turning them heel. Um, yeah, I think I don't know necessarily that it's a thing where people are necessarily getting sick of them. I think the reaction and wh- how they're leaning into it and how they're doing like the disgusting makeout sessions on television is yep. perfect. Incredibly reminiscent of Edge and Lita from like the yep. 2005 or like, 6-ish oh, six kind of oh, era. Five, oh, six, so seven, yeah. 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 So it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, I think the correct course of action for them. Uh, and honestly, I mean, turning them, turning them heel as quick as they did was the right thing to do. The shitty thing about it is, is it takes, it takes America top team, uh, the, and page and Scorpio sky, Ethan page, I should say, cause, Oh my God, the pages, uh, yeah. Ethan page Ethan's and Scorpio pages. sky and Dan Lambert and page Van Zandt who are all very naturally heel and kind of forces them to go face at least while they're still working a program with, um, with Sammy and Ty, uh, which like people are like, you know, with Lambert, they're like agreeing with him. And I mean, he's not wrong about some of the things. Yeah. What were you gonna say? 
No, no, I'm. That was it. I mean, I, uh, yeah, yeah. It, the the what I said was, you know, like I wanted you to chime in with what you thought after that. But yeah, that the concept is just it's kind of fucked up in the, in that you have people that are so naturally heel and the way they were presented all through like the program with Cody and everything. And then all of a sudden you got to kind of flip them and have them be faced because the person they're facing off again is drawn that much more heel heat. Yeah. And it, you yeah, know, it's kind it, of a screwy, it's kind of a screwy situation to put them into. Sure. Yeah, well, you know what's interesting is I think back and I, I have an aside thought about the match at uh, the ending of it, but with the ladder match on Wednesday, um, or well, this mm-hmm. past uh, what was this past Wednesday, um, mm-hmm. is you could hear the fans really getting behind Scorpio. Oh, and, definitely. You know, and and that's that's fine if that you know okay like. Uh, you know, uh, did did fans kind of care about Scorpio Sky like before this, this whole, you know, feud right. or interaction? And just contextually, like, just to, in case you're wondering what ladder match, we're talking about the the ladder match. It was um, on Dynamite on, um, on uh, what, April 27th. April 27th, yeah. Uh, for yeah. The, uh, the TNT Championship. And uh, it's just, yeah. I found it interesting for one that they why did they take the title off Scorpio if they were just gonna throw it back on him? And I don't yeah, know. Um I, I yeah, I don't know. Um the other <laughs> the other thing, this is the aside, in that match, I mean, and this is something with like Guevara that I'm like seeing more of that when people point it out and I'm like, yeah, this is the, this is like not good with like what he does is like some stuff like these insane, crazy, like bumps and things that he does. Um, I mean, the guy he's referenced it in his promos that he's like, well, I basically don't care. I'm going to continue to do these crazy flips and stuff. But one of the things that just like completely took me out of the match towards the end was him kind of getting pushed off the ladder onto the other ladder wrapped in barbed wire. And then mere seconds later, he's up and he's doing a springboard onto the ladder. Um, and just at that point, I, I, I practically checked out <laughs> of the match. I was like, oh, come on. Like it, you're you're gonna you're gonna do that after hitting a barbed wire wrap ladder. Why not have that be the finish? Like, yeah, I, I will agree with you, and and that's that's what I was going to say was the natural finish of that match should have been when he landed on the barbed wire ladder. Uh, yeah. It had it had the impact uh, of being like the finish. Uh, him getting basically, yeah. I think, punched off of the ladder after he springboarded was so anticlimactic at that point. Uh, so it was, it was, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. I, I thought the spot where he did get pushed off onto the barbed wire ladder was really cool looking. And 
yes, it should have been the finish to the match. That the finish ended up occurring like a minute or two later than like it and it was so yeah. kind of blase as far as a finish goes. Like you weren't going to be able to top the previous spot. So right. why not have that previous spot be the finish? Yeah, right. it, it, yeah, it was kind of, kind of this weird. Yeah, this weird. It was thing. kind of screwy in that sense, but it, yeah. it should be interesting. I don't necessarily think that, and I don't want to use the word canceled because so many people just throw that around nowadays. But I don't necessarily think that they should pull Ty and Sammy off of television or anything like that. I think that like the heat and stuff that they're drawing right now. See how it plays out, because I think yeah. I think it's good in a sense that they're they've they've really definitely created something where they can draw a lot of heat. Like I think the only person maybe drawing more heat than them in AEW right now is MJF. Yeah, 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 and that I mean, says a lot. Yeah, I mean, it depends what they what they kind of do with this. But yeah, I, I agree with playing it out um, and seeing where it goes. I I think Sammy works better as a heel uh, too. So I I, I kind of definitely like I like where I I you know I I like where you know that they switch you know switched them back. And, mm-hmm. and it was natural, and th- and that's something. I mean, I'll give I'll give some more kudos to AEW. Is oh. that yeah? Um, Sean's kudos of the week is that they are responding to fan response in that sense, and that mm-hmm. they're actually leaning into it. Um, so I think that that's good uh, because other times you didn't really get that. Um, you know, like think about like WWE with Roman Reigns, like circa like 2015, 2016 or so, like he was like getting huge boos, like probably like, you know, resounding, um, not even like, uh, like Cena would, because Cena would very much get like kids and it seemed to be like kids and a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Um, would, would cheer for Cena and then yeah. like men would kind of boo him but he was still generating like um, good you know a good reaction you know let's go Cena Cena sucks you know yeah. and that um, but it, it, kind of in that way like Roman Reigns you know they they didn't and, and it, that's why I think you know you reference like the uh, the run that Reigns is having is that this is what's so good about it because it finally kind of gave like that character and he's done so well with it. But, you know, I mean, WWE, they didn't really lean into like the Roman Reigns, like heel turn uh, until well after, you know, um, all, all of that uh, heat. Um, yeah. So this, I, I, I will say AEW, they, they went right for it. They're like, you know what? Like, this isn't just a Boston thing. This is happening everywhere. And people are like relentlessly booing Sammy and Ty. 
Yeah, I, I mean, to some degree, you got to listen to the fans and the way they're reacting to the people that you're putting on the television. You, you have to, because, I mean, no. otherwise, I mean, they're, they're not going to just, like, you, you can force feed them some things, but sometimes they're going to see through that and they're going to they're going to cheer who they want to cheer for and you're going to realize who they're really getting into and it's just by gauging it if you can actually and not be so disconnected from it and that's what that's sometimes what happens i think with WWE is they're so disconnected from you know from the reality of who people are really into in some respects yeah yeah. I mean, to, to the point, I mean, they, they definitely have sometimes that their, their programs are set such they're going to go from point A to point Z. There is no deviation and it's, it doesn't matter what happens between A and Z. They're staying that course, you know, and yeah. that, that can be to the detriment of them sometimes, but yeah, yeah it, this this was a good, I think, a good move to actually maybe learn from the mistakes that they made with uh, Brandy and Cody. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think, too. Like, I mean, Cody and – or, yeah, Cody. <laughs> I was about to say Cody and Ty. Sammy and Ty are kind of taking the place, I think, of where Brandy and Cody would have been Uh had they both not left AEW. Like, yeah. you got to think, like, this story and what is going on is yeah. probably what, uh, you know, what was written or what was imagined for uh, Cody and Brandy. Um, so you're thinking, you're thinking that basically that Sammy and Ty kind of took over like a role you thought was like destined for Cody and Brandy to kind of get. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, if you look at where, like uh, the fact that Lambert and Brandy were having interaction, I mean, right prior to this, I mean, it, it, you know, in that, if you think about the promo where like what Brandy came out and didn't like Paige Van Zant like come out and like get into a skirmish with Brandy and then like a bunch of women came out of the locker room. I mean, yeah. Right. I, I mean So here's a question for you. Yeah. Do you do you think that it was always in the plan, maybe then to flip? Uh, America Top Team and Dan Lambert and all of them over to face? I think it was just naturally the fan response. Well, I mean, I mean not, like, but I don't know if that is what would have happened. Now, granted, people were booing Cody and Brandy, right? And were cheering Lambert during some of those promos with Brandy. I mean, when he was dressing down Brandy, like. Fans were cheering that, right? Um, so I, I, I think that it would be a similar type of circumstance that out of the feud, does Lambert Page and and uh, Ethan Page and uh, Scorpio, 
they'd end up sort of being almost the faces out of that because I think the crowd was ready to like, you know, was ready and not just ready, but was tearing apart uh, Cody and Brandy. So ready, willing and Gable and Gable. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I, I, I think, I think so. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because I mean, you think about—I mean, they, they, you know, they, they, they talk about you know double turns in wrestling, and that this seems to be one in a sense. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, the most well known is uh, Hart and Austin, mm-hmm. um, and that was an instance. I mean, WWE leaned into that, and and this is good that you know, again, this is good that AEW is doing this, but uh, I. I, I do wonder what's to come for Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page and uh, and Lambert though, especially Page. I he strikes me as he's just a natural heel in that way. So I wonder. I mean, is it is it a matter of time until maybe he turns on Scorpio Sky? And well, with the whole thing with kind of like Sky kind of reuniting in a way with Missouri, uh, yeah, I kind of wonder. Yeah, you might yeah. have something there. All right, so yeah, the, I I I, I kind of like um, I'm interested to see where like that story goes, uh, and with like Ty and Sammy and uh, what happens with them and. You know, maybe we revisit in like a couple of weeks and see where we're at with those two. I'm sure there'll be more. There might be another couple of title changes for the TNT Championship in that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the the other the other big thing that occurred this week is they announced uh, the main event, if you will, of the Double or Nothing pay per view. That's coming up uh, May uh, 29th mm-hmm. uh, from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada at the T-Mobile Arena. Um, and the main event is going to be uh, the AEW World Championship uh, match between uh, Adam Page and uh, CM Punk. Yeah. Which have been kind of teasing something with Punk for like a few weeks now where like he's been involved in things. And then he'll do like the old classic uh, 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 pantomiming a belt around his waist. Yeah. And it's finally led to kind of like a little bit of a confrontation between him and Paige, uh, where it's been finally announced that they're going to face off uh, at the next uh, AEW pay per view event. Yeah. So. Do you think. you, do you think they take the title off page? I hope not. I feel like his um his title reign's been kind of not really significant. I'd agree. I I, I definitely agree with that. You know, he, and he, and you know what I think of like Omega, and I will say like even Omega like uh, came off as more of like a world champion than. Uh, uh, yeah. Adam Page has now. Page has had some great matches, but it just doesn't seem like it's really hit like a big like feel like as him as a champion. Like it's just no. kind of he's kind of just there and just it's kind of. Eh. 
Well, even like the material that's been given, like, I mean, I thought like him and Cole at Revolution was okay as far as the main event. I think, yeah, I know when we talked about it, we're like, a, a few factors played into it was fatigue um, <laughs> because the event was so long. But uh, I, I, again, even upon rewatch, I was like, nope, nope, wasn't just fatigue. This match was kind of, eh, it was okay. But if I think of like story-wise with what's been, what has been done with Paige in, in terms of like his world championship reign, it's not like nothing really interesting. Things have been kind of thrown together. Match has been thrown together. You know what? I mean, uh, what's his name? Um, Oh my God. Uh, uh, The the guy with Jake Roberts. Oh, Lance Archer. Lance Archer. Um, Like he comes back, gets out of nowhere, granted a match. So even Cole like that, that was sort of thrown together and not really all that interesting a build or anything. And, and it's just that, that like, I mean, some of like the storylines behind like his title, uh, his title uh, uh, matches or, cha- you know, challenges really not just been all that interesting. to me. I, I, so, like, I mean, it started out pretty good, like with the matches with Danielson. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll say that. Um I forgot about those. So that was that those were good. So um, it, I guess it I guess it begs the question is is like if you're n- that not impressed and maybe you're like the people making those decisions, do you take the title off of him and give it to some, you know, like a known entity like Punk which probably puts a lot of clout onto the title or do you have him retain the title, but it's like really like it brings a it it gives Adam Page like a, a lot of like clout as far as being a champion and oh, uh, sure. maybe kind of makes his his reign thus far a lot more significant. It could go either way in my opinion, and I think it'll it it'll work out well for AEW. If if Page ends up losing it, I feel like the 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 championship reign was kind of not as big of a moment as when he won it. Yeah. I mean, people are high on like sort of his chase for it, which often does happen. I mean, the, the, the chase is better than the, um, the actual rain or like the, the victory is bigger, you know, you think about, um, Daniel Bryan or, or Brian Danielson, but Daniel Bryan, the, the WrestleMania 30 chase. Yeah, and, and then I mean, his reign was not great. No, um, or Rey Mysterio. Yeah, like uh, well, Dan, Daniel Bryan Danielson, he he had to like basically, I think, he got injured and he had to kind of relinquish the title. Yeah, correctly. Yeah, so but I yeah that or well, like I mean, Ray his was uh, infamously uh, uh, bad. Um, as yeah. far as his uh, his reign after winning it, uh, but all the emotion because he did it for Eddie and all of that yeah, stuff was yeah yeah, and it was a good moment at you know I mean with him winning the Rumble and I think he went like I 
think he went like coast to coast uh, at that point or whatever, or darn near mm-hmm. close to it. But like, I mean, it was it was good. Um, but then the rain itself. So Paige is almost similar in a in a sense in that it's like, you know, people are like, oh, I love the long term, I love it, you know, and all of that, and like. I, even some of that, I kind of, you know, I'm sort of, well, eh, you know, I, I'm kind of on, um, but I, 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 I get like people liked kind of like the, the, the long, you know, the long term, like, okay, when is Paige going to have his chance and again, and uh, that he wins um, against Omega, but yeah, I mean, overall though, like aside maybe from like the Danielson matches, it, not all that interesting. Um, so I do wonder, like, do you put it on somebody who's maybe like, you know, a bigger name than, than Adam page? Maybe they do that. You know, I, I do see both, both ways that you're mentioned uh, of it being possibility. It's like, okay, he gets put over by punk and, and that helps to propel Adam Page that much more. But I yeah. could also, like you said, see them deciding, hey, we need to have it on somebody bigger. Yeah. So added bonus, um, as far as uh, this uh, event goes, double or nothing, May 29th is a Sunday, the day before Memorial Day. So oh. guess what? Yes. No work the following day. So... You could just you could get some rest before the event and not have to worry about going to work the following morning. That's good. I didn't even think about that. Yes, I was going to go. Man, we should uh, maybe fly out to Las Vegas and go see uh, Double or Nothing live. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little too soon. I, if we if we would have planned ahead, maybe could have hit the slots. I know. Yeah, play some craps. Oh, some, I don't even know how to play craps. Have you ever played craps? Yeah. Uh, only yeah. in the bathroom. Oh. All right. So yeah. if that wasn't enough, I mean, you you announced that match. You not, I mean, the pay-per-view's coming up, I mean, at the end of this month. You know they're going to put together a great card for it. You have the uh, the finals for the Owen Hart tournament, which I, I the, the people that they're getting in in that should be pretty good. Um it, it it's it's looking like a good card right yeah so one thing it, on that um and this is maybe just a criticism a little bit i enjoyed the match don't get me wrong i you know i knew going into watching it that it was going to be really good because both guys are great and can work really well but i i sort of felt like it would have been maybe better served that they weren't just in a qualifier and i'm talking about ftr oh and maybe they put it off to them meeting up in the tournament like it being circumstances of like the results of the match of matches rather Mm -hmm. than like the qualifier i i just i kind of felt like it was a little bit wasted like they they could have you know maybe they could have built built some intrigue of like oh will they meet at some point in the in the tournament and kind of build up to that um and then put to, put together the match that they did have which was which is enjoyable to watch i 
I liked it. I had a good time watching that one. Uh, but just a yeah, another like a just a, a quibble about it. I can understand that. If if um, the event uh, Memorial Day weekend, the double or nothing event, wasn't enough, a month later, uh, they announced on June the twenty sixth, which is also sadly, Sean, it's also a Sunday. They announced on June the twenty sixth a uh, joint pay-per-view between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, which uh, the the thing that's going to, uh, I think, needs to be said about that is it's going to be long. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a long event. They've uh, already announced, I mean, actually, I love it. going to be 40 minutes, so. What's that? <laughs> Uh, I said every match is probably going to be 40 minutes. So, uh, possibly. They've already announced a couple of matches for it, um, which both of these, well, you can imagine what the one's going to be like. But uh, the first one I'm going to mention is you're going to have John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Ooh, okay. Hold on a minute. I needed a drink after doing that, man. I don't know how Justin yeah. Roberts does that. Oh. Jean. Uh, uh, and then not only that, but they've also announced the Undisputed Elite. Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Nick, and Matt Jackson versus the Bullet Club of Evil, Kenta, Hikuleo, El Fantasmo, and Taji Ishimori. And if I fucked any of those names up, Sorry. Not sorry. That's your damn luck. I, so, <laughs> I, I'm already judging that because I know what like a 10-man tag is going to be like. I kind of figured you might say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I know, like I just, I, I, I know what it's going to be. They, well, they haven't like set a good precedence with it. It's the same thing, and and Rick Knox will end up being the ref for it. <laughs> we know how much you like Rick Knox. Oh God, it's the most like useless referee in wrestling history. All right. Well, anyway, we so exciting, uh, Forbidden Door pay per view coming up June the twenty sixth. Uh, New Japan AEW collaboration event. What I do hope that it leads to is something that has been bantered about, and it's a streaming service for AEW. And I think that there's a multitude of reasons why I hope for that. A, because each of their pay-per-views, when you do get them, they're $50 a piece. Yeah. Right? If you can do like a streaming service and have that price be knocked down like where even if they don't do pay-per-views every month but they do like a you know whatever. But you get all sorts of other content you know and it's maybe 10 bucks a month or whatever. I'm fine with that. I think that's very fair. But you get more content than that. 
The other part, the other reason why I bring that up, and because I mean, New Japan already has a streaming service, so maybe they combine with New Japan as far as doing streaming, and maybe they combine and they're part, they kind of partner with New Japan to be part of their streaming service, along with the Ring of Honor streaming service. Is maybe they kind of launch a, a new Ring of Honor product. You notice there's been a lot of focus on the television title and the world yeah. title and the tag team championships and the pure title of Ring of Honor. Maybe they launch with the streaming service a new Ring of Honor program to kind of feature those titles and to develop the new stars and some of the stuff that we kind of talked about when the, that whole um, – uh, Ring of Honor uh, purchase for Tony Khan was announced. That's mm -hmm. kind of where I'm hoping that goes. Is yes, they do this Forbidden Door event, but maybe it leads to uh, the formation of like a new streaming service type thing for AEW, which then just leads to a maybe like, and I say cheaper, but not really but like a better way to get the pay-per-views and maybe you're just kind of given like the added bonus of even more content, mm -hmm. which I wouldn't be opposed to. So just some food for thought there as far as that goes, but I'm looking forward to the event, but I, I am fearing that we're going to be watching this event till like 1230 in the morning or something like that on that, on that day. Probably. I, yes. you know, I'll be, I guess interested in seeing a little bit, you know, more of guys that I don't, well, I'm assuming maybe guys and women uh, that I don't necessarily have familiarity with, you know, that I, I maybe have seen some things of or clips of or some off matches or whatever, like of, uh, you know, um, like Zack Sabre Jr., Will Ospreay, or like some of these other people that I've only maybe seen some things of. So, I mean, it'll be a good uh, opportunity for that. Um, I just, I do wonder what sort of like buildup is there to it. Right. Um, are they, you know, are they banking on like the matches themselves being the, the selling point? Which I get it. I mean, the, the the hardcore fan base is gonna you know lap this up. I mean, mm -hmm. it, there's a, you know no doubt in my mind about it. I I do wonder like what you know what stories are really going to be like developed, kind of going into this. And I mean, we got another month and uh, you know a uh, month and a half or or so you know before we get there. Um, mm -hmm. So there's time. Almost two uh, months. It, yeah, almost nearly two months. So, yeah, yeah I, 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 I kind of wonder about that. But uh, like I said, I mean, it'll be, you know, a, a good way for me to see, like, what other, you know, what are, you know, some of the people that I've heard about uh, what they can do. But it, yeah. it should be interesting. And then finally, as if that wasn't enough, something that we're really excited here at WWL is they announced um, – last week that AEW was returning to Rochester, New York, yep. which 
I mean, that's where we're based out of. So we were thrilled to hear that we we had seen where they were cycling through and doing a lot of cities again. Um, And we weren't really seeing Rochester on that. Like I had seen, you know, like you mentioned, they they had done Boston a few times already. They had just returned. They had, well, Chicago's like one of their mainstays, but they had gone, they had just gone back and done Pittsburgh again. Um, And they've been, they've done Texas a bunch of times. So they announced, you know, July 6th, they're coming back to Rochester. And we, we jumped on getting tickets because it was such a great show. It was fun. It was fun to go to. Um, crowd was great. And it's happy. I'm happy to see that like somebody is bringing like their main television product to Rochester for wrestling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah. that, I mean, yeah. WWE is basically uh, said, and it's, it's true because it's a smaller building. They've outgrown uh, the, the hockey arena here like they won't do television here yeah because it's, it's too do. small of a it, it, it's a minor league hockey arena it's like one level below the nhl so they won't do like a raw or smackdown at our our hockey arena here because it's too small right. it's interesting uh, so, like i think like we had uh some uh <laughs> You know, some back in the back in the day, uh, you know, or or even like pay per views. I think there was uh, even like a uh, like a Attitude Era, or sort of like in even in like ninety seven ish or so, like a pay per view that uh, emanated from the uh, from the War Memorial here in in Rochester. And uh, um, but yeah, I mean, they're just such a you know a big machine. Uh, that they, you know, they're going to hit Buffalo. They're going to hit, you know, your larger, yeah. larger markets, your larger cities. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't David Arquette win his uh, world title here? I don't know. Did he? I believe he did. Oh, well, let's uh, punch this up on the Google machine. Yeah, I believe he won his uh, world title right here in Rochester, New York. But it's exciting, regardless, um, that they're bringing the show back here. Obviously, I mean, the last time they were here, it was a very much like a tribute to Brody Lee, and his family was here. And I, I could see that happening again this time, maybe to like a point. But I think we'll get more of like a like a full-on show show, like with all the superstars, and maybe we'll even get like last time we didn't get CM Punk um, wrestling. And that the fact that it's on the heels, like maybe like a, a like a week and change later or a couple weeks after uh, the New Japan show, that maybe some of those guys might still be around. So who knows? Who knows who might show up for that? But it's, it's really cool and exciting. Uh, to, to find out that they're coming back and uh yeah yeah i mean we even got tickets we didn't get them even the day they went on sale we did the pre-sale sean um syracuse it was syracuse i thought it was rochester no no i'm finding it here uh thunder date april 26th of 2000 the lo- location war memorial in syracuse new york Hmm. A little bit rough here. Attendance one thousand two hundred sixty nine. 
Mm. So clearly, I mean, April 2000 and the uh, heading into those dying days of uh, WCW. Oh, that's interesting. For whatever reason, I thought it was in, uh, I thought it was in Rochester. Yeah, it should be a fun show. I mean, I'll wonder like, you know, I mean, we'll be what a month and uh, change uh, following uh, the double or nothing pay-per-view at that point. And then just but, a couple of weeks after the new Japan. Yeah. So, I mean, I wonder what we'll, uh, uh, what we'll get. Yeah. Maybe some of the new Japan people will still be around. We'll get to see, uh, you know, angry grandpa and, uh, uh, <laughs> Your angry grandpa, huh? Yeah. Uh, what's a uh, Suzuki? Oh, Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. Oh, mm. God, that match. <laughs> the one against Joe. Yeah. I am not a fan. <laughs> it was just, I mean, more of the same. Like, and I knew going into it, it was going to be, but I had hope. I was like, well, it's Samoa Joe, and I really like Samoa Joe. And then I was like, oh no. They're letting it they're oh no, you're letting each other hit each other. And it was like somebody had said uh that it was like the third or fourth uh spot with a chop exchange of the night. Like other matches had chop exchanges. In the mid- middle of the ring, and this in this match, I think had multiple. It was just, eh, not not good. I did not like it. Oh no, you know I had it slightly wrong, Sean. Is it now? I look at it. The title history: Diamond Dallas Page won the title here on April twenty fourth of two thousand in a steel cage match. Against um, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, wait. So then... The next he, night... He loses the title? And that, like, week's thunder? Yeah. Jesus. So, it was a tag team match. Right, where, like, the person who... Got the pinfall. Arquette, like, pin, like, uh, Eric Bischoff or something? or yeah. Arquette and Page were on a team together. Versus what? Bischoff and Jarrett? Yes. Jesus. That's some quality <laughs> booking, huh? Yeah. That's some good shit. Uh, yeah, so it, it should be good. It, it should be a lot of fun. I can't wait for it. Um, our dad's going with us again, and our buddy Matt is going. So, uh, yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, maybe we might see if maybe we can get Matt on uh, after the event to see what he thinks of it. Yeah. We'll see if maybe we can arrange that. Yeah, but it should be fun. I mean, it was, yeah, it was a good time last time. Yeah, it was long. It was, it was. They're still recording in that way, right? Like, they're still, like, I think so, yeah. Dynamite, and they do dark, right? Mm. Although they're doing some of the dark uh, episodes now, like uh, at a soundstage at uh, Universal down in Florida. Uh, okay. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. 
Although, like the event thing, it said it starts at seven, and then they're doing dynamite and rampage. So, who knows? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, one last thing that we wanted to talk about tonight, just quick, is uh, the WrestleMania Backlash event is coming up uh, next weekend. And uh, we just wanted to kind of quickly go over the card that we have uh, so far that's listed. Uh, you have um, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey in an I Quit match for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. That sounds like it could be all right. Yeah. I mean, I hope it's a bit better than the match they had at Mania. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was fine with the one in Mania. I mean, I think I know we talked about the finish of that being a little bit wonky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I I hope so too. Um, I think maybe like the gimmick uh, probably is something that could uh, help and like maybe cover a little bit for uh, uh, a little bit of maybe uh, where Rousey is not. As polished. Yeah. You have Cody Rhodes versus uh, Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. So like a rematch, basically, of their match at Mania. Which, I mean, yeah, it's a rematch, but I mean, it, it should be still really good between those two. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I don't have a complaint necessarily about... Uh, about that. Uh, you have AJ Styles facing off against Edge. Which, which again, another rematch. Another but... rematch, but, I mean, Edge is a very different competitor than where he was, you know, leading up to Mania. True. Yeah. Very different, the character and uh, what he's doing with Damian Priest. There's a lot of differences there now. Yeah. Uh, we have... Uh, well, something that I saw a little bit of uh, that happened over the, like, the last week or so, uh, Happy Corbin is facing off against Mad Cat Moss. Yeah. Uh, Happy Corbin maybe got a little jealous of Mad Cat Moss's uh, success. Yeah. So they kind of betrayed him and destroyed the trophy, I think, or something, or stole the trophy, rather, I think. Yeah, I think he stole the Andre the Giant trophy, right? Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm not up to that, but I did get to where he uh, had like turned on uh, Madcap, and uh, um, and they started feuding. So, right. And then uh, you have Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Oh, with uh, MVP in uh, Omos's corner, which got MVP betrays Lashley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then finally, uh, the other match that I see announced here so far is Drew McIntyre and RK Bro versus the Bloodline of Roman Reigns and Jimmy and Jay Uso. Um, I thought weren't like RK Bro and uh, Uso supposed to like uh, face off in like a uh, winner take all? That's what I thought. I mean, I'm glad that they don't just have like. Uh, oh, it got changed on uh, this past week on uh, SmackDown. Okay. Yep. 
I'm glad that it's not completely all rematches, but like, uh, you know, some of them I'm just sort of like, okay, okay. Like, you know, usually your historically mania had been sort of like the, uh, I guess if you could put it the season finale. Yeah. Um, you know, to wrap up feuds and transition to other ones and somewhat they've done that. Like say, I mean, even with like Moss and Corbin, they've done that. Yep. Um, but you know, it, it, it is a good number of rematches and I get yeah. some of the circumstances are different and some of the things in terms of where people have gone are different, like with edge and AJ, um, a, a little bit different than where they where they were, um, but this um, this event really doesn't scream out to me as being like really like one that I'm excited for. Really, yeah. I, I mean, the matches like could stand to be uh, good, kind of in the way. I mean, in some ways, I mean, honestly, like with this year's mania. I mean, when mm-hmm. I think back to this year's mania, it wasn't exactly like. Like, oh, I'm like super excited, you know, or whatever. It was like, oh, okay, it's WrestleMania, so kind of get excited. Um, but it, it, it the this year's, I, I it was more of like after the fact that I was like, this was one of the better manias in recent years, right? I mean, all told, so this kind of in a similar way, like. I'm like, okay, we've seen some of these matches, or at least the competitors are the same. Um, and I know that like the matches could end up being good, like with Cody and Seth, but it's still like a thing of, well, but I don't know, like like it I don't know how excited I necessarily am for it. So Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Well yeah, yeah. So We'll check that out, and maybe we'll. Uh, well, I know you you've got some time away, but we'll uh, we'll get back to uh, discussing more wrestling uh, after you get back, and uh, we'll uh, yeah, we'll keep going on this thing. And uh, gosh, our next episode will be our uh, gigantic episode fifty. Do you believe that, Sean? Fifty episodes of 50 this episodes. Thing. How about that? Yeah. So, we thought we, we 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 didn't know that we were gonna keep doing this, and here we are, man. I mean, we've uh, we've been churning episodes out this year like crazy, like for this year. I, I mean, if, if if you've been following us, this is uh, yeah. I mean, this is like our tenth episode of the year. I was wrong. The fiftieth anniversary is the golden anniversary. Oh, the golden anniversary! Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, the gold, golden jubilee. Yeah, wow. According according to the Google machine. Mm-hmm. So right on. So yeah, yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll have that coming up here, in maybe a few weeks or so, and uh, look forward to everything happening in the world of wrestling. And uh, yeah, yeah, good episode tonight, John. I think it was good to get back into the groove and uh, yeah. talk some AEW. Talk a little bit of little bit of a preview about backlash, just kind of going down through the matches. And uh, what do you say? Why don't we get out of here for tonight? Sounds good. All right. Okay. The preceding podcast has been paid for by the Wrestling World Order. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, we'll see you all next time, and we'll see you at the matches.